Hey, Wonderfuls, welcome to episode 405 of the JV Club, and welcome in, yes indeed, to our first episode of the new year. Happy 2021, everyone. I wish I could say we were starting the new year off on a great foot as a nation in terms of our health and welfare, Uh, but I do feel uh, some optimism that we will... Ooh, make some more progress in 2021. I am thinking about you all. I hope that you have remained largely untouched by coronavirus. Uh, you and yours, those you love, those you, whom you know, I imagine that that is not the case anymore because I certainly uh, know many, many more people who have suffered, who have lost uh, loved ones and um, boy, this is a very uh, somber intro for what I will say is a delightful episode. I could not adore Sarah Schaefer more for a person I don't know very well, but now feel like I want to be with all the time. Uh, so may you all have a positive and similar experience with this episode with Sarah Schaefer, if you are not already familiar with her wonderful writing and comedy. And I will talk to you next week on the podcast. one another's desire to not zoom for our podcast recording yes thank you yeah i don't i guess i feel like i have the faith to your point of it being a podcast i i just want to have the faith that we can get through this without seeing each other's lips move (laughs) it feels like yeah um we we are lucky enough to be able to hear each other and not need to see each other's faces you know it's a privilege to be honest and (laughs) and i am because it's like you know when when you're at home uh during the pandemic your time is meaningless and your schedule everyone's lives are so different than they were a year ago that I don't know if this is like this for you but like every time I do a podcast I forget until five minutes before and then you're scrambling to get the equipment set up and get everything ready and so if you also have to set up a computer and Zoom and lighting and like, do I look okay? Are they recording this? Are they putting it online? It's so much worse. So thank you for making it like, oh, I ha- and I, I didn't forget about this one, thankfully. But <laughs> I've had many instances where it's like, hey, Sarah, we're, wet- we're ready for you. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, where? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I, I don't know if it's worse that I am still scrambling even when I haven't forgotten about something or if it's worse to have forgotten about it. But either way, the scrambling still happens. Like it's still oh, yeah. like, even if I know something and, you know, I sort of woke up that morning knowing like in three hours exactly, I will be on this thing. It doesn't matter. There's still like a, there's still a last minute like, oh God, oh shit, was I supposed to set up? Yeah. Oh, okay, hold on. Ooh, I look awful. Like there's just still, That's somehow totally, I'm still allowing yeah. for a scramble. Yes, 100%. And like, I'll be like, uh, I don't want to be early. I don't want to, you know, just be sitting there waiting. So uh, five more minutes. And then I look up and 10 minutes have gone by. You know, it's just <laughs> like, God, it's, if this we're all were like losing a- track. Oh, for sure. If if this were like a but 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 it's also easy to picture the opposite where it's basically like 
the the election the movie like reese witherspoon character version mm-hmm. of that where you're sitting primly at your desk and you like have the lighting already and you've opened up the zoom and you're sort of checking yourself and then you sort of look down and like move a pencil exactly one quarter of an inch <laughs> yeah. to the left and then you sort of straighten your blouse like that's not great and by the way i guess you're wearing a blouse for this one so yeah um, yeah that's the opposite the opposite is like oh you are very excited about this zoom you are very excited and yeah. very ready mm-hmm. so good for you for being a slob i think it's fantastic and yeah, i'm right there I'm, with you it's so great um so has it been have you done a bunch of because you've got uh you've got something that you're promoting yeah so have you kind of had yeah I, uh, a it's bunch been, of like quote yeah unquote, i'm on tour from my house well yeah like um so i had a book come out in august actually but um because of the pandemic i didn't get to do a traditional book tour or you know anything really even press was disrupted like things that normally would not have required in-person stuff interviews or you know, um, it just everything was slowed down. Everything was, you know, um, taking people taking forever to get back. And, you know, just everybody's lives are so disrupted that nothing was simple. And I've never written a book before. So I had nothing to compare it to. But I've, you know, promoted things and been on tour and all that. And all of that went to shit. And, you know, I did, um, we did our best to, like, get the word out. But it's been this one one of the great things about that I've learned about putting out a book is that it does take people a long time to read a book, even during the best of times. And the 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 kind of more slow burn of promoting and also selling and having people read it and consume it and get back to you about what they thought and the feedback of it. It's sure. like goes it keeps going and going. And so I have done a lot of Zoom interviews and random stuff to I mean, some of it was like, you know, you've you've performed live many times, so you understand, but um, you know, I was telling people like they're like, how'd your book tour, virtual book tour go? And I'm like, okay, look, so if it was a real book tour, I would have gone to little bookshops in different towns. And maybe I would have done a stand up show in the same time. There was a lot of discussion about would we combine performance as being a performer. But anyway, the traditional book tour elements would have been at bookstores. And you know, if 30 to 50 people had shown up to one of those, I would have felt like a million dollars, it would have been like, wow, that was a huge success. But 30 to 50 people on a Zoom virtual book event when like <laughs> that feels like you want to kill yourself. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this is so pathetic, you know, because you just think because in your head you're like, oh, anybody can join from anywhere. So a right, thousand people right. are going to show up. No, right. no, it's fucking 20 people and half of it's your family. And it's so <laughs> depressing. But you add them all up and it's like, OK, that did pretty good and you know um i did uh one where we didn't even get to do it because while they were intro i hadn't even spoken yet while they were introducing me i guess they did the wrong kind of zoom and Mm -hmm. somehow the link got out and it got bombed by like like probably teenage boys but they were like taking over the audio and being like women aren't funny <laughs> really? and Are like you fucking kidding yeah and going like uh, 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 like, uh, oh, like we're just making noises and then the, and then 
you could see everyone, but you couldn't, they had all had avatars. And I saw one pop up at the beginning and I went, that doesn't look right. And then a few more popped up and then they started taking over the audio. And one of them was like, my dad's girlfriend, Didi was on the call. And one of the guy, one of the kids goes, Didi, you old bitch. And I was like, Oh my (laughs) God. I was like, shut it down. Shut it down. So we had to just like, stop it. They had to like, shut it down. Like there's nothing we could do. And then that's when I learned, I mean, this was one, I mean, they were lovely people and like, we ended up doing just a, you know, sort of a more traditional podcast type video zoom that was recorded and put online. But it it was, it was like, oh, that's why you do something called a zoom webinar where the, the administrators can control who can be heard. And, you know, we thought that you could. You know, somehow these people figured out a way to unmute themselves on this, the way they were doing it. So it was like a big learning. Oh, I was like, well, God. that didn't go well. <laughs> Dee Dee, you I, old that, bitch. <laughs> that is so like uh, the, the, the level of like we like it's such a the, uh, maybe I'm naive, but there's something about that that feels so like old meets new in a really weird like only in 2020 would there would this even be happening and would there be a zoom because no one knew that there was such a thing as zoom until march of this year but then like the like the stupid boy prankiness of it feels so like early 90s yeah It's like they have, the, like, it's their time to shine. They're finally dipping back into the old, olden oh, ways of, of prank calls. Yeah, it Ugh. was, I don't know how, was you know. Was it the Jerky Boys? That's a thing, right? Yeah. Is it possible? Yes, it I'm on boys? season 20 of the Jerky Boys. They're making, a, everything's being revived. It's going to be on, uh, you know, oh, I feel like that would be a Quibi show. <laughs> but Quibi, uh, did, wait, Quibi's it dead now. It would have been, and there's the problem. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's is that has have you have you fallen prey to that kind of like stupid? I mean, just I guess I'm just of course I'm especially bristling at the like who do women aren't funny. Like of course oh. I'm gonna be like, oh you come up to you come right up to me and I'll show you funny. Like is that something yeah. that you've had to deal with in 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 other forms before? Um, that's just pr- stupid. Are you talking about pranking yeah. stuff or, or are you talking about like, women aren't funny? G- yeah, just a general like like trolling. young dickhead trolling oh, bullshit. Oh yeah, I mean Ugh. I've I've had it. God, I've had it bad before where it like fucked up my life like mentally like. Oh god. Like just you know, um, as you know, being a woman on the internet comes with its comes with peril. Yeah. And you know, just even stating, I mean, it's now I'm just so numb to it. You know, you post something, and the way men speak to you on the internet is just so I guess social media really crystallized it for people because it was like god it's so much like and it's so you know I don't it's obviously not all men and you know and and women can do it too sometimes but generally speaking you know the way you get spoken to like even by well-meaning people is like god you're talking to me like I'm fucking stupid and but but I was also somebody who, and I say was because I stopped doing this because I realized I was just, you know, it's, and it's not my, it's not your fault if you get trolled online. Like, no, there's no excuse for it. Like, you don't, people don't deserve right. to be harassed or, you know, whatever. Um, but I realized that there are certain topics, if I don't talk about them on Twitter, 
I don't get harassed. And it sucks mm. that I've had to silence myself that way. But that right. doesn't mean I can't speak about things in other forums. Absolutely. But, you know, for some reason on Twitter, if I was to speak about women and comedy, specifically that was the real trigger point for people. Because that's my business. And it's and I do have authority in it. But it pisses people off, pisses men off that I think I have authority in it. And then who do you think you are? you're not a comedian, you know, and it's like, actually, I am you can check with the IRS. It's like literally how I make my money. But whatever. Right. Um, right. <laughs> um, just because it's, you don't like a certain genre of music doesn't mean that person's not a musician. Like if you don't like yeah. metal, heavy metal doesn't mean that Metallica is not a band. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Like people, people think if they don't like your comedy that you're not a comedian. It's like, no, actually I am. I, I really hate to break it to you, but I do. And I make good money doing it. I know that hurts your feelings. Yeah. But <laughs> anyway, I just would like, I would get into these arguments with trolls about um, women in comedy and just like, and you know, then when the Me Too stuff started, I mean, it really kicked it up a notch. Um, in terms of the rage, you know, of men who felt right. personally attacked, the fact that women were saying, hey, I don't like it when a male comedian is backstage and, and acts a certain way, or if I don't like it when I don't feel safe at my workplace and things like right. that. And we were finally all speaking out about it. And that's when it really got bad. And I got I went through a few episodes of having really, really intense harassment threatening stuff you know and and it's hard to explain you know that you get mocked for saying hey i feel threatened by that they're like you pussy that you oh, don't God. deserve to be in comedy yeah if you there's can't no take right it. answer there's no yeah answer it's like okay well down. you're literally saying that you like i opened up a i mean i've blocked reddit i will never i know it's like a huge website that has so much other stuff on it that has nothing to do with me or comedy or you know like yeah. it's a it's a message board i mean it has <laughs> not you know yeah. But there is a lot of crazy shit on Reddit. And I made the mistake one time of clicking on a Reddit thread <gasps> and opening it to find oh. dozens and dozens, I mean, hundreds of messages. It was a thread about me. Oh, and it was like God. the most vile, the most vile yeah. stuff I've ever, I, it, it, oh, it God. fucked me up to this day. Like I am, I, th I, th I am, uh, you have fucked me up. Just me thinking about you having done that. You now owe me some sort of psychic payment because I, I mean, am very it, fucked up about this. Like it well, makes my stomach hurt to think about. Yeah. I mean, happening. it was like violent rape stuff. Like oh. I'm going to cut her head off and like fuck her skull. Like, I mean, just oh, really. God fucked up shit and then and then mean mean personal yeah. like it's yeah. like they know you yeah. know they know you and like it, it's just because they're very good at guessing you know yeah. what would hurt your feelings yeah because uh, they they know all about pain you know these right, people right. yeah and they're um you know, and then the, then all you have to, and this is how I explain it to people, you, you, it's like opening up, op, lifting up a rock and seeing a bunch of bugs and worms under there, just like, ah, you know, yeah. Oh, and yeah. All, you <laughs> yeah. see all that and you're like, oh my God, it's about me. These people hate me. Oh my God. You know, just because I said something, I mean, I can't even get it. It's too hard to explain what it was about, but it was so stupid. Yeah. It was just that they hated that they were like, this is why women will never be taken seriously in comedy. And they took one of my posts from Instagram, which was a a joke oh, and they went crazy on me and then all it takes when you read something like that is to see one person in the thread saying 
I'm going to go to one of her shows and I'm going to find out if she's really fun. I mean, just you see that mm. and you're yeah. like, oh, yeah. all it takes is one crazy yeah. Yeah. of all yeah. these people yep. to like take it to that. And then now you're just it's just that little bit of fear in the back yeah. of your head. Yeah, that that people don't understand that Mm. when I say women are brave in this day and age to go on tour. Yeah. Given what we deal with online, like they they I've been mocked for saying that women are brave for just showing up. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand with the Internet you get. I mean, especially the bigger you are. I have friends who are much more public than I am and much more famous. um, And they. Uh, they get some very disturbing messages and like, yeah. then they're posting their tour dates and it's, it's, it's yeah. scary. I mean, like, especially yeah. if you're political and you've pissed people off and, you know, yeah. and now, you know, the climate we're in, you know, so anyway, that's my little, you asked a question and I went off with it, but <laughs> I guess that's the point of podcasting. Okay. We're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Hey, I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. Together we're The Flophouse. A podcast where we watch a bad movie and then talk about it. Movies like Space Hobos, Into the Outer Reaches of the Unknown and the Things That We Don't Know, the movie. And also, Who's That Grandma? Zazzle Zippers, Breakdown 2, and Backhanded Compliment. Elvis is a Policeman. Baby Crocodile and the Happy Twins. Leftover Potatoes? Station Wagon 3. Herbie Goes to Hell. New episodes available every other Saturday. Available at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye! Bye. As you were talking about this, I was like, wait a minute, I feel like I've heard about some of this. Why am I acting like this is total news to me? And that makes me seem like a really bad interviewer that I'm like, what you have? Um, Because as you were sort of talking about, I started remembering like, wait a minute, I feel like I've heard that you that it was known that you were like, you know, being trolled and stuff. And uh, and so I I apologize for like bringing it up like like the the most surprised, like, oh, like a tiny child who just I just popped out of my little chick egg and was like, sunlight, Sarah, you've been trolled like. No, I've written about uh, it. And so like that, you know, the, I mean, I've been public about like my thoughts on it and like how my relationship with social media has changed because of all of this and how how interesting it has been to purposely take a take a step back yeah. to see what would happen because I needed to protect my mental health. Yeah. And then to come to find out that I was more of a part of it than I realized that, you know, um, and it sucks. It feels like I'm giving up. But to say, uh, yeah, I'm not playing this game with you people anymore. And I've looked at it instead of giving up. I've tried to look at it because at, like I still, you know, uh, have extremely strong opinions about comedy sure. and women in comedy and politics and all those things. But Twitter just isn't the place for it because I just get sucked in and and I'm not getting paid for that. You know, it's like, no, I agree a thousand percent. I mean, you're talking to somebody who has 
I've all I I think I've ne- I, I feel like somehow I've only been taking steps back and I since I joined yeah. Twitter like 10 years ago and I I mean I'm just awful at it and I've made uh I mean I joke about it all the time on the podcast like I just don't it doesn't even occur to me to go on social media to post I'm very bad at that stuff and well so many um, people now are just d- disengaging but, from it well, because absolutely. it became so toxic not, especially it, absolutely. twitter absolutely give it's it's absolutely not i mean like yeah the, the, the idea that like if 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 you being like i'm not going to waste my time or my feelings with you is perceived by someone else as you quote unquote giving in or giving up. I mean, I understand the idea of being like, you know, you can look at it two different ways, but it seems like, like empirically, it seems to me so obvious that if you leave an environment that's gross and you're not like, you're just not going to suffer from that. I just, I don't, I refuse to believe that long-term or even really short-term that that kind of poison is like, well, that's why she retired altogether. Like, that's not what yeah. anyone's saying. That You're gives right. so much power to social media. That's the problem. If we continue mm-hmm. to assign it that much power, we'll continue to let that poison poison us. But if everybody just went, hey, this doesn't matter enough. Like, this has no reflection of my value as a person or as a commodity. Like, it's just not real. Then yeah, we wouldn't I've, even think twice about it. You wouldn't, if you walked yeah. into a Seven Eleven and like a bunch of guys started yelling shit at you and you couldn't get your soda, you wouldn't be like, I can't believe I let them win. Like, I really <laughs> no, you'd be like, I'm gonna soda. go somewhere else to get my yeah, soda. Yeah, you know, you would <laughs> yeah. just be like, what a gross place! A I'll never analogy, go in there again. Yeah. That's your loss, Seven Eleven. But like, to to be like, oh, but I love, ooh, it's such a good one though. Like the nacho cheese kind of smells like not a sour at this one. Like, oh, yeah. I hate to not go. Just fuck it, you know. Life's too short, so. Well, um, yeah, I, I've Bravo been looking you. at it. I've been looking at it as um, so. It used to be that, you know, and Twitter in the beginning was a place, was a performance stage, you know, and it was yeah. a great was place, a place for comedians. You can try yeah. out like you can just be like, is this funny? Yeah. And you could actually gain employment from it, you know, and, it's, and it became a status thing and very powerful. And um, it still holds weight um, a little bit with people. They'll go, well, you know, you'll hear mutterings of, well, how many Twitter followers do they have? Like when some, when someone and you're up for a job or something like that. And like when they want someone, when you're pitching something or how, what's their, what's their influence, you know, that stuff still matters. It does. It does. Um, But in the beginning, Twitter had such power and cachet and, and now um, I, and I became really wrapped up in it of how do I maintain and get more followers. And, um, and now I've started to look at social media more as less of that. It, it, it was a medium like you could actually be good at Twitter. You could be good right. at it. You could write yes. for it. Yes. Now I've looked at it less as a medium. I never was that good at it. I was enough to like get by, but you know, it wasn't my thing really. Yeah. Um, but now I look at it more as like, it's a, it's a, a windowsill where I put my pie. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I make the pie in the kitchen and I and it's such good pie and it's very delicious and I'm perfecting it and whatever. 
Um, and I'll just sit it on the windowsill if you want to come by and taste it and smell it, you know, like, yeah. but I know it sounds, I don't know, this is getting weirdly gross, but I don't know why. <laughs> come by and taste and smell my pie. <laughs> F- weird. Um, I don't know why I'm my so head. I'm so on board for it. I'm but so like, you know, my wares, it. my wares, you yeah. know, like I put them on the window and you can come by and check that out. But I am not going to sit here on the windowsill making the pie and waiting for you to come get it. And, you know, like I'm going to go back to my life, you know, and that's what I've kind of been looking at is like, this is not my medium. And my medium is, is talking and writing and performing in live places and um, making things with my hands. And like, that's, that's where I live and I'm I'm happy. I I felt like I was living online. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. My, I, I am so, my, my whole body is like holistically, I'm so fragile that I notice immediately any small stressor that like comes mm-hmm. my way. And so often it's social media based. My body is like, nope, like you're going to throw your neck out from social media. So goodbye, like go outside. Um, yeah. If I may, Sarah. It's almost like, you know, in Connecticut where they have like these berry harvests where it's a small town. You might, I saw that Ken McDonald from Kids in the Hall. It's a small town. Mm-hmm. You put your, look, look, you put your berries outside the drive. You have a long uh, dirt road driveway. It's unpaved. You put out some berries. You put out a jar and you say, hey, I've already, these are the berries I've already harvested. I'm not going to stick around to see if you take them or if you even put money in the jar. It's a game of trust and Mm, uh, it's an honor system and I'm moving on with my life and whether or not you want these berries is up to you. Mm -hmm. You see, I continued a sort of a pie situation. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yes, it works. It's like, um, you know, it's... I guess it's less of my value is wrapped up in whether or not I get a proper number of likes or a proper response. You know, um, I think I still were performers ultimately. And like right now, I think in the pandemic, I could in the beginning, I was like, I, you know, I'm someone who is like, my life is hobbies and it has been since I was young. Like I love hobbies. I, you know, and uh, making things, gardening, you know, like I've always got my, uh, I'm always into something. I've always been this way. And it, it, it gets in the way sometimes of my actual like career, <laughs> like because I'll be like, I would rather spend this you time are doing this. speaking my language <laughs> on a level so profound, I can't even tell you. And, you know, so I'm, but I have a more balanced life. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm a lot happier than a lot of yes. my peers, like yes. because I have a balanced life. A thousand percent. But a I may not percent. be as rich or successful because of it, which is. But what is you that? Know, but like, what is that? What does that even you know look, what I mean? mean? I know. What does that mean? I'm, you know? And I'm splitting hairs here because yeah. I feel very lucky and like I have, you know, but I'm not like, I still worry about money and all that stuff. But for sure, um, I'm definitely, you know. Uh, in my mind, a successful comedian and writer. Like I make a living doing it. That's all I wanted to do Yes, was to not have to have a day job. And so that's what I have and it's great. But um, anyway, the the hobby thing came in handy when, when we first went into lockdown. I was like, well, you guys, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, you know, I'm like, I'm good. And But in the beginning, I was like, uh, I did a little video on my Instagram. I was like, hey, 
check on your comedian friends because they're not a lot of them they're not okay right now their entire correct identity relies on being in front of that audience and they're losing their fucking minds right now (laughs) like i think a few of them really did but you know i think oh you know they've it's been interesting to i mean and i i'm speaking about i'm not speaking about people who are like financially on the brink and like that's different i think that that's you know i'm talking about people who are like kind no of you're, yeah, you're talking about ego anxiety which i totally get yeah. like i get it yeah. because that's we all we've we've all found a relationship with like what feeds our sense of self and and you know if you've if you've signed up for something and what you're used to is a certain level of feedback then Mm -hmm. of course you're going to freak out whether that doesn't mean you're a bad person it doesn't even mean you're shallow it just means like oh this is a thing you've relied on in much the same way we rely on other forms of sustenance and when that just gets torn away you don't immediately adapt and go like "Eh, i guess i'm okay like yeah people are going to have go into a bit of a crisis yeah and i this year just didn't, you know, didn't turn out the way I thought it was going to. And, um, but I did release my book, which I'd been working on for like three years. And it was a huge feeling of the book, the fears I had leading up to it had all had to do with me being vulnerable and exposing myself and my family. Mm. Cause there's a lot about my family in the book and, and just really, but even more than the family stuff, like really just deeply personal stuff that I've never talked about publicly before. And so this year was about putting myself out there and, and it didn't feel the way I thought it was going to feel. And many of my fears didn't come true, but I also had experienced disappointments with the book. Like, you know, you want your book to be a bestseller, like, right. You know, you're, you're, you're an idiot who believes it, but you have to believe it. You have to try, you know, like it's really hard, you know, in a political year to have a book, you know, like I, I, I had, you know, I always say in this business, you have to be simultaneously have delusions of grandeur to the point that any normal person would be like, you're psychotic to think that you even have a chance, you idiot. And then at the same time, you have to hate yourself to the level you have to be so realistic. Yeah, like I I would say like an audition, which I haven't done an audition in God knows how long. You've probably done way more auditions than me in my life. But I I had to stop doing auditions because they were just way too stressful for me. And I'm just not good at it. And um, and my interest took me elsewhere. But like I, I did an audition years and years ago. And afterwards, I was like, you know, auditioning is like, you go into it and you are so delusional. You're like, I was born for this. I am the one. I am perfect. I am fucking amazing. I have that special something. I'm a star. You have to talk yourself up just to do the audition because they're so humiliating. Then right when you leave, the moment you leave, you go, it wasn't for me. I'm not it. It's just not me. I'm not good enough. I suck. (laughs) A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's insane. It's insane. It's insane. The yo-yo life that mentally that people in this business have to deal with. But, um, But so I came into the book a little bit like that. Like, you know, look, I'm proud of what uh, part of it is because I'm just so proud of it. It's like the best work I've ever done. It's Mm. by far the best thing I've ever created. And I'm so, so proud of it. And so I want and wanted and still want more and more people to read it because I'm just, 
I love it. And I think it is good. And I think it is entertaining and touching and inspirational. And it doesn't, you know, solve the world's problems. And it's not the most dramatic story in the world. But it'll make you feel good. And it'll make you laugh and think. And And that's all I wanted and cared about. And it's a love letter to my family and especially my mom. So, and it healed me. I can feel it. So I you know, came out with this book and, and, um, and then, um, that was my main focus, you know, while also doing, was very lucky to get some writing jobs this year, TV writing jobs that were being done remotely. And so I had kind of this year pushing up to that point. And then this fall, it was like, okay, we're still in the pandemic and I have nothing to do. So I decided to renovate my dollhouse from my childhood I have my dollhouse that I had from growing up really beat up um, beast. You know, it's like three stories, this Tudor monster. And I got it out and started renovating it. And I've spent a month probably, I mean, eight to 10 hours a day (laughs) renovating this dollhouse. And I felt myself going, I have felt myself going deep into myself doing it because it's so meditative like i'm like putting shingles individual i put 1500 shingles on the fucking roof i dyed them you know like i i i've never spent so much meticulous i mean i have because i've done a lot of like i don't know what i want to hear when i'm done fucking dominating this conversation (laughs) i want i want to hear what your hobbies are because mine are very detail oriented okay I, i just you don't even know like this is another situation where i knew i mean i'm already a fan of yours uh i do not spend any time on social media i've already made that clear so if you've been posting anything like i just don't know i don't know oh I don't no even yeah know who i, I do don't expect don't follow you to yeah. until i find out i don't follow someone then i'm like oh i assumed i would have been following you like it's as if a different person has signed me up for social media and like i don't yeah. even know but uh, but uh, and then also like just the fact that we have, we both work with with sam who is just a wonderful human being um i I, I'm, I was smirking to myself as you were talking about the dollhouse because anybody who listens to my podcast but who maybe isn't as familiar with you or your social media presence or what you've been up to this year knows very well that I did work at a miniature store not the store what? itself was miniature but I worked at a dollhouse store when I first moved oh to my, San Francisco oh my god Janet and I know how to wire dollhouse I mean oh I, have, my god. I have I have Why? like I you should have like stopped a little, me the moment. I, oh my I have like God. a little jewelry, like a little like bead box, like a like a You're like a Pyrex a good listener. box. With a, no, but like I'm so excited. But that has like tiny like I have like tiny crystal goblets that are Waterford oh God, yeah. goblets because oh, this was like 20 years ago when I worked there. But I became I already loved miniature things, and it really was one of those things where it was like, okay, I'm getting paid, I can pay my rent, and then I have a little leftover what ridiculous unnecessary tiny thing for my little like room case uh, that i'm putting together like what why wall, did we not start the conversation with this can I buy? we have nothing else to talk about <laughs> so yeah oh, i definitely was the lead. like oh this i'm in heaven why aren't we best friends what is going on well We've been it's living now it's side happening by side all these many years. i know i have a miniature <laughs> shelf I have a, like a, and I'm sure you're familiar, but you know, you can, my mom taught me this trick back in the eighties, which is you take an old typeset drawer and you make it a shelf for miniatures. You got them. You know what's up. Um, 
And I have this mini shelf and I've like, you know, people know I've posted online and I even made like a little horror series with it last year, oh, like where great. there's a, like a haunted miniature on my mini shelf and like, oh, that's um, great. so like people now know, like I've always been into miniatures. Obviously I had them when I was little and all that stuff. Uh, and this dollhouse, you know, I have seven nieces and nephews, uh, and most of them are boys who aren't interested in dollhouses and my oldest niece was never really into it and then my youngest niece so i have two nieces my youngest niece jana um she likes dollhouses but she um she inherited my sister's dollhouse so she doesn't need a dollhouse and yeah. mine is like huge for some reason my parents were like they're like, you're going to get <laughs> the biggest dollhouse there is. It's three uh-huh. story. It's so fucking big. And oh, um, I love it. And I when my dad sold our house um, a few years back, like four years ago, uh, we went home and helped him pack it up. And it was very emotional and like, you know, uh, so many memories. And yeah. my mom passed away in that house. And it was just a, a moment of like a new chapter starting for him and for all of us. And we're going through everything and um, we actually, it's totally separate story from the one I'm about to tell you, but we, my sisters and I, you know, it was extreme. If you've ever had to pack up a house that you grew up in, I don't know if you've been through that experience. I have have not. I have not. My dad still is in the same house for the entire life. Yeah. Yeah. So that experience is very challenging if you have siblings, you know, and I went into it knowing, you know, I'm like, this is going to be rough. Like, you know, because I was there a few months before to like help my dad kind of start getting ready. Um, And, you know, I was stopped by on tour. So I don't know. I was just home and and. And where's that, by the way? Just because uh, uh, these are all questions I should have asked you by now. Anyway, this outside uh, outside Richmond, Virginia, in the suburbs. Gotcha. And, um, you know, and he goes, ah, you know, he goes, y'all can have whatever you want. You know, y'all just split it up. And I'm, and I'm like, well, we need to be thoughtful about this because it's going to be really difficult, stressful, emotional. The tensions will be high, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, really? And he, he's like, you know, I mean, nobody's going to want those. And he points to these like room divider things. And I went, see, that's the thing, Dad. I really want those. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel emotions when yeah. i look at them yeah you know and i'm like so that's the point is something that looks like crap to you might be really important to somebody else and yeah. there's some things that we all want and we're mm-hmm. all gonna you know so i did this whole like google form where like i took a picture of every fucking thing in the house oh my god and i everyone rated like do i definitely want this i mu- or like i must have this i i de- i strongly want it I'm new. I would take it if no one else wants it. I do not want this. And you ranked every single thing. That is thing. amazing and so brilliant. Like it's <laughs> and, such a simple they, thing, but it's like fam- I feel like that's so important that you. Some did that. people thought definitely. Some people thought I was being psychotic, and I was no, like, no, not just at you all. wait. And so we went mm, through and so ranked smart. everything, and I was like, actually, there's only ten items that are everyone's a must-have. So we could do like a drawing round. Yeah, where you yep, get to yep, pick yep. from the pile and then everything else and you start trading. I was like looking forward to it. I was like, this is going to be fun. <laughs> I know. 
know you you created a tiny miniature city of people like trading and having their yeah, wares. Yeah, it was like and- yeah, it was like a weird stock market thing. Yeah, and um, we went. It was literally the day after Trump was elected. We so everybody's really stressed out. Thank God nobody in my family uh, voted for Trump. So we were like, okay, we're cool. You know, there are conservatives, but like everyone was like, fuck Trump. We didn't vote for Trump. So thank God, you know, I didn't, I know so many people whose family. Yeah, a few years for a lot of families for that exact reason to your point. So we were fresh off Trump winning, but we were all pissed about it. So it was like, we were at least united in that. So, but everyone's stressed and tired and we're doing, we have like three days to get this whole fucking house packed up. And And how many um, sibs do you have? I know how many nieces I, and nephews, but I, I realize I have three, three siblings, two sisters gotcha. and a brother. Gotcha. And, you know, we did the system, but still, you know, it's still tough to go through everything. And at one point I opened up this box and it, it, long story short, we ended up, me and my sisters got into a massive fight about the dollhouse <laughs> furniture, the furniture for the dollhouses. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And I won't go into, it's too boring to get into like all the like you but you did this and you know like (laughs) but it was so crazy like to the point where like people were leaving like my older sister just like left the house and was walking through the streets like crying (laughs) uh i mean it was rough like it was crazy wait is this in your book i did not i i wrote I did the story think so. for the book, but it ended up getting cut because it was okay. too much. Because I like- am <laughs> really feeling like I'm feeling book two being about all things dollhouse and the yes, pandemic and your relationship, right? I mean, that <laughs> yeah. feels real imminent, like that yeah, it's, that's going to take shape. This, and now we think it's funny. Like at first it was like, we don't speak about the dollhouse <laughs> furniture. It's too <laughs> tender, so you know? Like, <laughs> so and now, uh, and now and like, wonderful. you know, my my sisters are cheering me on anyway from that experience this is such a roundabout way of telling you from that experience we me and my sister my two sisters live in arizona and i live in la where where in arizona they live in flagstaff oh my god i went to school for my first three years of college in flagstaff and i'm from tucson goodbye oh my god yeah what at nau yeah oh my god christy my older sister worked there for a while my Yeah, their Flagstaff is like a second hometown for yeah, me. That's so I crazy. Love flag. I oh miss my it. god! <laughs> oh, Janet, I best know, friends this forever. Is what I'm saying to you. <laughs> so they lived there, and I lived here, and so we literally like had a we put a bunch of shit into a storage unit in Richmond. We're like, and my brother was like, y'all are God, crazy. God, I wish it was a tiny storage unit. You could rent a tiny, it's basically like a safety deposit box. <laughs> it's like, has a little roll-up garage door. Right. That's, just, that's where that furniture goes. Well, like, you know, oh. we had furniture. It was, you know, all kinds of shit. And um, finally, like after two years we of paying for this storage unit, for this stuff to just sit in it, we um, paid for a moving van to bring everything out west and I got my half of it in a little U-Haul from Flagstaff back to L.A. And that included my dollhouse. Mm. And it was worth it was such a pain to do all that stuff. But um, and I was so lucky. We were lucky to have the resources to do it. But right. um, we split the cost and, you know, we, we planned it out. But it it was worth it because, you know, if you live far away, you know, it's easy to just go, oh, I guess we'll just get rid of that stuff. But now I have pieces of just a few because I've always lived in really small places. But I have just a few pieces of furniture 
from my house growing up and it, they mean so i'm looking at a little chest of drawers right now oh. it was like a little haberdashery or whatever you call it like a little i don't know what you call it like a little stand that the top lifts up uh like almost like a jewel a, a big jewelry box or something mm-hmm. i don't know what mm-hmm. you would call it, it um, yeah but it's this thing my mom had, you know, and I'm looking at it. And I'm like, God, it makes me feel so happy when I see it, you know. And so the dollhouse was part of all that. But the dollhouse, I mean, there's just no room for it where I live. And it's a piece of shit. And it's so big. Like, it's just so beat up. And we had it in this box. And when we, we just moved um, in L.A. to a new place and still no room for it. But um where we live our landlords have this little garage and they allowed me very graciously for the last month to completely dominate their garage and use all their tools and stuff to really fix it up and now um i just posted today i'm I'm giving it away so i'm looking for a family to give it to because i i don't i i don't have a use for i'm like i just wanted to fix it up now i would love for someone else to and really enjoy it yeah um, oh you'll get someone great i i and of yeah, course I immediately so. i was like who do i know who do i know um i know well it's been a tough year so like a lot of people are in, are like this is the type of thing that you know as i've been posting on my instagram i've been posting the little the progress of renovating it and i've gotten a few comments where people were like i am so jealous of your childhood that you had that and i'm like mm. yeah i i had my early childhood we were very privileged and i had you know, the access to this type of dollhouse, like, you know, you worked at a dollhouse store, you know, that shit is expensive. Like, forget the dollhouse itself. But the stuff that goes in it, and all the accessories and all that crap, I mean, it adds up. You know, I'm by I bought a ton of stuff to help fix it up the shingles, wallpaper, carpeting, little accessories, lights, you know, oh, all that yep. stuff. Yeah. And it's so Heaven. expensive. And I'm like, you know, I'm thinking, I mean, I was like, I could sell it. And then I was like, but what if I, what if I could give it to somebody who isn't able to give a Christmas the way they wanted to this year? Um, I don't know. I mean, the thing, is, my, my point is, is that it's a very specific thing to give to a little girl or boy or even right. an adult who would be into it. Right. Um, but it's big. Like, that's the thing. I'm like, it's big. It's like, and people don't understand dollhouses are you know, like this stuff is delicate, you know, you don't mm-hmm. want to give it to five years old is probably the youngest you would give it to. Yeah. Um. You know, you don't want to give it to a younger kid. They're going to immediately, I don't even care about the, I, again, I'm not being precious about it. Like if somebody breaks it and messes it up, I don't give a shit. All my old dollhouse furniture, every single one has a missing leg. You know, I play yeah. with it. I want yeah. kids to, I want someone to play with it if that's what they want. Um, but when you're younger, you know, you don't, you're not as delicate with it. And it's like, you know, it'll, it'll, and I don't think you can appreciate it until you're like, I got mine probably when I was eight, nine, you know, I think that's that's how old I was. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the age I think that, you know, and then someone was like, yeah, but someone's like giving their, this is like what I was saying earlier, like men online, like a guy goes, my only concern and i'm like why are you concerned about what happens to my dollhouse (laughs) oh that's wonderful my only concern is that if they're too young they'll trash it and if and but there's only a short window of time where they can i'm like 40 years later i'm not that old but 
35 years later, yeah. <laughs> I still have the dollhouse and all the furniture. So I think we're good, yeah. okay? Yeah. Oh, okay, my God. Somebody, hold on, wonderful. hold on. Hold on. I have a uh, little neighbor, and I, I, I need to, I can't say no to her. She's Adorable. okay. Speaking, she's five years old. She doesn't have room for the dollhouse either. I want to be clear. I'm not depriving her. She's currently knocking on my door. Oh no! <laughs> what a fun Hi. guest star. Hold on. Sorry, Janet. Oh, it's okay. I'll meet you around the front in a little bit. Okay. <laughs> she as if on cue a tiny child I know. shows up she's you're, so you've sweet. basically become like mary poppins at this point like you're a magical creature I, who has a dollhouse to give yeah, to a ma- this another lady imagine child. right being five years old and a new neighbor moves in that has a, a million toys like and my husband collects action figures yeah so like we show up just with truly thousands of p- <laughs> tiny pieces of stuff to play with Anyway, she, um, uh, when I first showed her the dollhouse, I, I said, I, cause I knew they, they didn't have, cause I actually years ago had asked that these are our friends. I was like, do you guys want this for your daughter? Um, before I had this plan and they were like, eh, it's a little too big. So, um, and I think they just wanted, they liked the idea of giving it away as well. So yeah. when I first showed it to her, I was like, we're going to fix it up and we're going to give it to someone. And I had to say it like multiple times to explain to her because <gasps> yeah. she's like, well, I, she, she, when she first, she goes, yeah. well, I could use a doll. Yeah. I have room for it, you know, but now she's finally accepted it. Like we're giving this away, you know, like <laughs> to someone who needs it. And she's been very good. She goes, but we get to play with it first. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll We'll play with it. <laughs> I love her. I, I really hope that she used those exact words. But the idea that she'd be like, you know, I could use a dollhouse. <laughs> like if there's yeah. A, she goes, I there's a utility a to it. Like I could use a washer dryer. It would be more convenient for me not to have to go to the laundromat. Like yeah. I could use a dollhouse. That's yeah, wonderful. She's, That's yeah, wonderful. So, um, it's been a lot of brought a lot of joy to this place where we live and so the end of this year as bad as it's been overall um i felt very lucky that i've had the uh the chance to move into this new place that's like very loving and and um you know my my husband and i were not gonna have kids and so now we have this um, friends with a kid in our lives so we have yeah. like a child adjacent to our yes, lives that indeed. we can give love to and yes um but it and that it's crazy i had been saying for years like i want children in my life you know i have nieces and nephews as i mentioned and i try to be there for them as much as i possibly can but i live far away so yeah. i can only do so much but like it's different than having someone around all the time yep. Yep. And I'm like, how do I do that? Like, how do I insert myself into a child's <laughs> life without seeming like a fucking creep? And this chance to move came up and I was like, oh, my God. Like, and I, I came here and I was like, let me help. Like, you know, what do you need me to do? Like, I'm here to be a support, you know, and it, yes. it's been interesting, like figuring out what are the boundaries and and like, you know mirroring and respecting their you know how they're raising their child but that was part of why they wanted uh it's like my husband's like best friend and like um it it was like 
they were like, well, we're, we want someone to live. They bought this property and there's like a guest house in the back. And they're like, you know, we want to trust whoever lives back here. Yeah. You know, we yep. don't want just some random tenant coming in. Sure. Because we want our child is running all around and, you know, yeah. and so, um, uh, it worked out well for oh all of God. us. So it's been like, it's been a, a good end of the year. This has been, this story has been, feels so complete. And that is why it continues to feel (laughs) like book two. I mean, it just does. And I have spent the least amount of time, I think in the history of my, whatever this is, 404 episodes of this podcast, it is officially the least amount of time I've spent on what my podcast is actually supposed to be about. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm slightly self like I'm a little self-conscious about that because by now uh, almost an hour in I would know so much about teenage you but <laughs> at the same time it feels I'm I'm also I know, like I'm sorry oh, I just dominated no, I'm like don't we're going to talk about apologize. what I want to talk about not dare <laughs> to apologize at all <laughs> uh, this is like that uh, that's why I'm leaning into like the completeness of this story that feels like it both lives inside of what this podcast is all about and also on the outside of it because it's not necessarily like about like your exact experience being a teenager outside Richmond but Mm -hmm. there's so much about being young and vulnerable and a member of a family and like I've become the editor of your second book during this podcast. Now I'm like, no, let me tell you why. We got a couple. We're going to shuffle a couple of chapters around a little bit. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, Thank it's you. that. That's amazing. Um, I did want to ask you when you were talking about making the Google list. Uh, th- mm-hmm. This is one of those exercises that, for me, an only child, is so ludicrous <clears throat> because mm-hmm. it's very much like like what someone's astrological sign is. Like you can make anything fit. Which is, I was going to say, where in the line of your two sisters and brothers Mm. do you fall because it's like if she says middle child you can say that the google list makes sense because of xyz if she says she's the eldest then you can be like classic Mm -hmm. oldest child behavior and if she's the youngest there will be some reason you can ascribe to that too like if you're good at guessing middle Uh i'm definitely middle but also yep mediator but also since there's four of us there's like two the two older and the mm-hmm. two younger and I'm the older of the two younger so I have some older child um tendencies interesting um, so I think you just described my mom's exact dynamic she has two sisters and a brother but she's the oldest but her the, but the older sister of the two younger sisters is m- much more like my mom than her either of her two siblings yeah we it's weird how we each align each of my siblings and I align in different ways, you know, like yeah. my brother and I are like in certain ways cause we're both middle and uh, it's just weird how everybody sort of pairs up in certain situations depending on the personality types. But, um, Absolutely. but yeah, middle child mediator, that was a hundred percent where that came from. And it's great. Um, I hated fighting growing up. I, I hate, it's not that I hate conflict necessarily. I just, hate feeling like everyone I love is fighting. Yeah. Um, and you know, my family was loud and, and, um, 
raucous and like emotional emotions were out you know like we were right. not a hidden emotion family we were your emotions are out on the table at which all pro- times. in the long run is is better right i mean i, I, I think, think it's healthier because yeah, that's how it was I with think... my dad and me too it was like mm-hmm. we would have you know i would like blow up and then and then we could talk about whatever it was that i was blowing up about and then mm-hmm. we moved past it rather than like a silent simmer that like mm-hmm. lives and in and and darkens your heart for the next 10 years yeah. you know yeah i mean i've been in relationships with people who have family that doesn't doesn't share their emotions in any way and that is so foreign to yeah. me it's you know and that's why i say foreign because it's just different it's not i'm not placing judgment on it but it just doesn't work for me and like yeah i've found that um if you're someone who's very expressive and you're with someone who um, truly cannot express themselves emotionally mm. yeah, and never has, that is, it's truly to me one of the most disastrous couplings because mm-hmm. it's like, uh, it's torture, I think, for both parties. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. um, and my husband now is... Um, he can express himself emotionally, but he he's not as in touch as I am with. I mean, I think that's just common, maybe a woman thing. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he he is not so extreme the other way so that, you know, it's easier like to deal with. And he. um he and I have been able to like really grow together and you know, that's essential. I think if you're with someone who, who grew up totally opposite of you, it it doesn't have the skills at all. I mean, it's to, to even recognize it, you know, Mm -hmm. to even say, Oh, you don't even know how to express anything. Like That's, that's really hard. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's too, there's too, that's too much of a gap to close um for either person i think um god knows people try like it doesn't stop people from getting wrapped up and wanting to be able to make that work um but i don't know about you like the 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 difference it's such a cliche but the difference between like when people would say like i don't know relationships are a lot of work um when you're in a relationship that's a lot of work that's not good for you that's one kind of work but when you're in a relationship that you where like you realize like but the work it's different like it's just one of those Mm. weird semantics where you if you're in a relationship that's that's difficult and probably not right for you you use oh but relationships are a lot of work to justify being unhappy versus like if you're in a relationship that is right the work part feels like you don't ever have to bring up that it's work like you just that's not a thing that you it's not like you're not you're not using that to like quell whatever you're not like well (laughs) i know i feel like i'm dying inside but (laughs) relationships are a lot of work yeah it just isn't the same it's like there needs to be other words that you know different vocabulary altogether because you get you finally get to a to to the person that you know you can be with for you know an indefinite amount of time maybe forever whatever but that that you feel like oh oh okay there's a big difference between like yes they take work because we're human beings versus like oh this is work because it's hard because it's not good (laughs) 
Yeah. And it's hard well, to also, it's like, hard to know when you're, you know, it's hard sometimes hard to know until you're yeah. out of something like, oh, that's what that was, you know. Well, that's what like, you know, in my book um I do talk a lot about the very traumatic stuff that happened when I was like 12 and into my teenage years with my dad and he changed his whole life. Um he uh, he'd made a huge mistake and then he remedied it. You have to read the book to find out. Uh, like for the I, let me tell you this. Like, yeah. If I guarantee you one thing is <laughs> that this episode with with listeners of mine who aren't as familiar with you, I guarantee you this will sell your book. Like I <laughs> never, I've never oh been more sure in listeners of of mm-hmm. and 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 pal listeners of mine who are like who have already gone and clicked something who got your book like 15 minutes ago to an hour ago like i'm just very sure i love it well as i said earlier i'm very proud of it um but yeah no the what i was gonna say was like one gift that my as stressful as all of that was and the negative there was a lot of negative and and trauma that shaped who i am now and has brought about like things in adulthood that i've had to confront but positives have been that my father and my mom together with him showed me modeled for me how to change hmm. and i don't think a lot of people get that yeah chance to see their parents really change i mean fundamentally mm. change everything mm. about their lives yeah and be okay and be better yeah, for it on the other huge. side that's huge that's huge it has made me very it's part of why i think i'm in this business is because i can tolerate risk mm. um and be like yeah if it fails i fail and what what's the worst that could happen you know like <laughs> yeah my parents lost everything we were fine you know like i think i mean that has allowed me to be somewhat delusional <laughs> that you need <laughs> yep you know yep. um and faith you know having faith that it's going to be okay. And like, I yeah. think that was um, something that they, and that it's okay to say you're sorry. It's a never too late to make a, di- make a change. If you've done something wrong Yeah. Uh, to not fear failure, although fear of failure weirdly became a huge theme in my life because of my dad. In the beginning, I was like, I'll never fuck up the way he did. I'll never sure. be like him. Sure. You know, I'll be perfect. I will never do anything wrong, you know? Yeah. Um, so that, weirdly simultaneously gave me an impossible standard uh, that yeah. I put on myself. Yeah. Um, but weirdly also enabled me to take risks that fundamentally deep down I knew it would be okay if yeah. I failed. This is um, great actually, because this is a real like, oh, well that I, I wouldn't want to ruin the book with a bunch of spoilers about mm-hmm. uh, how you grew up and stuff. So this was all on purpose. Yeah, right. Uh, this is all so you can see go ahead how, and be yes. Yeah. You know how you watch a show and they show you the the uh they'll show you the present day and then they'll go three months earlier and then you watch how it got <laughs> yes. to that point. That's what this is. This yes. is you being like, How did this woman get to be who she is now? Well, I guess I'll have to read the book. <laughs> oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. Strange planets, curious technology, and a fantastic vision of the distant future. 
featuring Martin Starr. So we're going on day 14. Shuttle still hasn't come. Aparna Nancherla. The security system provides you with emotional security. You do the rest. Echo Kellum. Can you disconnect me or not? Hurry Kondabolu. I'm staying. From Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Jeffrey McGiver. Could you play Cindy Lauper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun? It's The Outer Reach. Stories from Beyond. Now available for free at MaximumFun.org or anywhere you listen. All right, I, I I I could talk to you forever. This has been yeah. uh, such a highlight so of good. my week. I want to hear and, more. Oh my god! <laughs> I know, I know. I th- th- I don't know. Well, I, I once in a while I'll have a, a situation like this where I'm like, mm, th- we're not done. Like whether it's this or yeah. like we end up working on something together or something. Hell like yeah. now this this is significant. So this yes. is uh, this is very exciting. A connection um, has been made. A connection has one hundred percent been a made. A welding. Uh, oh, we're welded. Oh, we're, could you not smell the burning metal? Because I could. Um, okay, so I do end my episodes uh, with a game of mash, mansion, apartment, yes. chat, and house. Uh, I'm going to use this particular mash game to perhaps touch on uh, a, a few things that we didn't get a chance to get into um, just for funsies. Uh, so let's get into some categories here for Sarah Schaefer. Let's start with three hobbies that mm-hmm. you, for whatever reason, either feel like you just, like maybe it's a skill that would take too, feels like it would take too long to develop or uh, would take up too much room. It's like not mm. something that you can cultivate because it is like, <laughs> like a thing what that else? takes up room. <laughs> 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 that yeah. in this alternate universe, we're creating mm-hmm. this this space and the ability to have whatever hobbies you want. So three mm-hmm. that it would be fun to be able to cultivate. Mm. Okay. Uh, pottery. Yeah. Uh, I think, um, now this is a renewed hobby. Um, it would be like going back to something that I did a lot when I was younger, but right. can't now cause I don't have the room. So piano. Right. Uh, and I, I've had a keyboard. It never works out. If I had a real piano. Yeah. Uh, it would be, t- it, it would be on. I'd be Got back. Great. Um, <laughs> so that's piano um and then the third one would be probably um chickens great raising raising chickens <laughs> great great and i mean that and by great. like because i already garden but like chickens is the sign that you've really started your home oh you mean it oh you, you know? mean it yeah. yeah when you've got your own eggs yeah it's on i couldn't agree more could not agree more uh okay next category let's do three let's do three uh people from real the real world so I, I sometimes i pull from fiction sometimes it's real world people there's a, a, a smattering of all of this throughout the mash game but um if real people that we can sort of create to be a buddy um who always wants to hear from you is always glad to hear from you who can give you advice or just you can have a laugh with three people living or dead from any time in history um to be that, your friend to be your bud yeah Oh, wow. I love this question. Oh, man. Um, I daydream about this kind of thing all the time. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad. And you take your time. That's what editing's for. Oh, let me think. Um, 
Now, all my the, the names coming are pretty cliche, but um, I mean, Brene Brown is not cliche, but she's probably one I'd love to be friends with. I don't know if you're familiar with Brene Brown. No. Um, she is like a motivational speaker writer. Mm-hmm. Um, she's amazing. Like <laughs> you watch, oh God, she has a special this. on Netflix called like um, something encourage called a courage or something. She, she all, she writes about a bunch of different stuff, but it's all about sociology. She uses sociology to uh, apply that to like life lessons. So like, Oh, um, I'm in. I'm so in. It, 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 and she's funny. Like I la- I loved her special more than no offense to every comedian, but <laughs> her special was better to me than any than any comedian special <laughs> I've seen in a long time. Yep. Music um, to my ears. Uh it's so good. She's so inspirational. You'll be like shook to your core, like ready to fucking take on the world. Oh I my God. This is happening today. She's for like, me on you know, and like Oprah loves her. Like, you know, she's, yeah. she's fantastic. Um, great. Uh, Brene Brown. I'd like to be friends with her. Um, uh, I mean, Reese Witherspoon. And that's a yeah. little bit me speaking from a, like, career standpoint <laughs> but like i love a pa- the powerhouse producer that she is yep. i've i've and i'm saying this naively i've never heard uh, you know in hollywood you hear stories about people being nightmares yeah. a- absolute monsters i've never heard anything like i don't want to hear me it. neither like me neither. i i and the thing is like i'm not necessarily a huge fan of like oh my god i love every movie she's ever been in even though i have liked the movies she's been in you know yeah. it's, it's not like i'm a reese fan i just respect her on a level where i'm like oh she brings women together to make shit happen absolutely and she puts her money where her mouth is and like yes um i love that about her and i'd like to like be her friend in that way um yep i feel exactly the same i applaud this choice yeah wholeheartedly. and you know I dare I say Beyonce, I feel almost wrong saying it, but nope, there's no here's wrong. the thing, because here's the scenario in which me, the most basic white bitch you could <laughs> imagine being friends with someone like Beyonce, I, I can't even, it would be insulting to her to, to even be around me. But like, I just, I feel like if I was friends with her somehow, I'm like, what's the scenario in which I'm friends with her? <laughs> Um, you I never don't know. know. Maybe, you like you never know. Like know. Ivy really gets into dollhouses, and I don't. I don't know. Like something. Yeah. Um, but and it's not even. I. I don't even know if I want to be friends with her. It's just that. Um, I'd like to just spend a little bit of time with her on a yacht. You know what I mean? I don't even like yachts. I don't even know if she's the right answer. I think I think I'd rather just be a fan of her and like yeah. support her. You know. Um, <laughs> Fuck. I, I can I yank know. her if you want. I can yank her and replace her if you want. Yeah, take her out and put. Um, <laughs> let's take Beyonce. It's just too. It's too much. Like I would. It's like trying to be friends with like the Queen of England. Like uh-huh. I, this is awkward. We live different lives. Uh-huh. You're you're over there and I'm over here. Um. Uh. uh let's see. Uh. Wait. Okay. So take Beyonce out and put. Um. I know this is crazy, but I kind of want to put Taylor Swift in there. And the reason I say that is I'm because right, right now she's in that folklore phase and I'm really liking it. And I want to be like in the woods with her in a cabin, um, yeah. like just chilling out. Yeah. 
but I want to influence her, you know, like I want to be a big sister to her and I want to say, Hey girl, like maybe let's stick on the road you're on. I like this direction. Let's move more into this. I believe in you. Yeah. Go deeper. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'd love to be friends with her. I love it. But see, now I'm kind of want Fiona Apple in there. Okay, well, whatever. Let's just put Taylor Swift. I can do more work with Taylor Swift. I can do. I can. I can influence her more. Can Fiona would be too her. cool. Yeah, I, I would like to mold Taylor. I'd like to right. be like, hey, I know you have no idea what it's like to be normal. So let me show you. <laughs> yes. Yes, I love this. Yes. Okay, absolutely. All right. Next one, I do this category every game. Got to get it in there. Three foods that it could be as specific as you want or as sort of general as you want of a, of a, of a sort of genre of, of food. Um, but in this reality, there's no, there's no such thing as calories. Something's not too sugary. You're not allergic to it. It doesn't do harm to the environment. Everything is sort of magically on the same plane where that goes. So it's not bad have, for you. Not bad for you at all. Okay. So you can have it yeah. at the snap of your fingers. It's not the mm. only thing you eat. So it's not like, oh, I have to give everything else up. It's just like, yeah. whenever you want this one thing, snap your fingers, you have it in perpetuity and no harm done to you or anyone else. Mm-hmm. E- easy. Pizza. Yep. Um, beer. Great. That's a food. Um, Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I love wine, but I really do like a light beer, like a really classic Michelob Ultra. <laughs> Great. I actually like prefer that. That's not like, oh, calories. Like it's I like a very light beer because I like to chug it. Yep. My yep. little sister makes fun of me because I'm a chugger. Like I chug the shit out of everything I drink. It's like uh-huh. I have to pee really bad right now. But um, <laughs> oh, no. um but I, I chug. And so I like drinking light beer because in people, like, oh, it's so filling. I'm like, I've got room. <laughs> I have room. And that's yeah, why if you true. drink light beer. Yeah, it's true that the bloat is so much less severe. The sort of like immediate yeah. beer bloat. Um, um, and I don't mean okay, long term, but short term. Yeah. And then beer. cereal. Yeah. Yeah. Any kind of cereal. Yep. I love, I love, un, I love, I ate some fucking bark this morning and no flavor whatsoever. <laughs> I was like, mm, I like this. And then I'll also like fruity pebbles. Like I'm a snow. Yes. I love all cereal. I just I love agree. cereal. I agree. I heartily agree with that as well yeah I, I remember the first time I had grape nuts I was like I should hate this give me some more this no. is great this is great that's let what me, I basically me, had this morning it's my third it bowl grape yeah nuts. yeah it's like some other Ezekiel I love anything that the Ezekiel people make mm-hmm. whatever they- <laughs> yeah the arrowhead mills people are doing some nice cereals Ezekiel's yeah, yeah. doing some nice cereals yeah agreed um Love it. Okay. Next category, also uh, also a standby. Got to always have it in the MASH game. Romance. All due respect to your wonderful action figure collecting husband. Uh, three uh, people who, they could be mm-hmm. fictitious characters from any era, any age. They could be cartoons. They can be animals. No yeah. judgment. Okay. No fresh. Whoever wow. you want. Oh, man. I can't even think because, you know, I just love my husband so much. But Brad Pitt, <laughs> Ro- Robert Pattinson. I just, <laughs> no. Um, uh, bon Iver, the musician. I love his music so I much. Could, that, I, um, I love his music so much. So much. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. It's like, like it, it's, it, fe- it makes me horny. I just, yeah. I can't. 
Like yes. I can't. <laughs> I um, completely agree. I saw him I, with my husband. I saw him in concert last year, and I've splurged on good seats, and it was truly an incredible show. I mean, Did, like, was he at the bowl I, last year? Was I at a? It was at the 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 thing I mm-hmm. saw was the forum. Oh, and yep, they yep, had yep, these yep. lights. Yes, this like visual yes, thing happening yes. that was he did so the collaboration. fucking cool. He did the collaboration. Yes. I couldn't see that God, show. And I, Janet. And I was. I am so angry. I'm so bitter. But Janet, I, I'm glad you were there. I'm glad you were. Uh, we're there. I, I love that we're connecting on this as well. But um, he oh. is just. I mean, I would run away with him. Yeah. To his little cabin in Wisconsin. Yeah. I worry about him. I, lo- I literally look up like, is he with someone? Is he happy? I need him I know, to be in love. I know. <laughs> I, know. Um, I think he's private about that stuff, but I wish I knew. Oh, oh. yes, yes, yes. Bony, bony. Bony. Giving me a boner. Come on. <laughs> um, that was a bad joke. But anyway, um, bony bear. <laughs> I think my husband's outside right now. <laughs> he doesn't care. Um <sighs> He knows. Um, and then, okay, so Boney Bear. Hmm. Um, wow. I do. I, I don't. I know it's so cliche, but Brad Pitt. God damn. He's aging so well. Yeah. Well, he's one of those that was too. I'm not. I, he was too pretty for me when he was younger. And now he's getting a little yeah, grizzly. He's scruffy. Yeah. He's getting grizzled and the grizzle's uh, working. It's just definitely yeah. working much, much God. better for me. I don't want yeah, that. I didn't. He, I wasn't a baby face fan. Like the little, like his lips two were like so puffy and pink. Like they were. Yeah. yeah. That was. That's yeah, just not for me. And that's. Lip. I get yeah. it. Yeah. I get it. But that's just not for me. But. Yeah, uh, but is, now, yeah, getting grizzly. Yeah, he's looking good now. Um, and. But you know, I get. I'm immediately turned off, and I know we need to go. But I'm immediately turned off when I see a guy like that, with a young super young girl uh, yeah. dating like a um a 22 year old or something yeah. it turns me off it makes me yeah. hate them like i dude i was so into you man i had a poster no I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no but like oh keanu that's why we got to put keanu on hold on fuck brad pitt get keanu in there i love keanu goodbye keanu goodbye i mean goodbye, Reeves, brad bye brad I mean, and I don't know if Brad has been linked to a younger, I think lately he's been linked to a younger woman and that, um, a much younger woman and that pisses me off. But, um, but Keanu's, everyone went crazy because he's dating like a woman in her late thirties and uh, he's in his late forties and yeah. they're like, wow. And I'm like, yeah. And people are like, that's still a lot older. I'm like, no, it's not. And also, yeah, it is pathetic that we're celebrating that. How sad I know, is that? I know, I know. <laughs> I know. Ah, I know. Um, okay, but I love Keanu. Love him. Yeah. Uh, just everything I've heard about him and read about Same. him. Okay, so Keanu, Bon Iver, and finally, fuck, um, there was somebody recently that I was like, God, I love him. That he got old enough. Oh, Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as I, immediately i'm like i hate it when they date younger women i'm like i want a 25 year old uh, <laughs> no um no i just think that he is he's a gorgeous man yeah yeah and he's just so like cool and like people are he pisses people off because he's dressing a drawn like women's clothing and stuff and 
and I, I I have no idea what his sexuality is, but it's it's just that's my sexuality. Yeah, is Harry Styles. <laughs> that's Fantastic. just another flavor. We've got we've got some Bon Iver folksy musician guy. We've yeah. got Keanu. No, it's you're great. Like, it's a great cross section. You're, you're great. You're just great all around guy. And then you've got Harry Styles, the sort of like kind of off in left field guy, yeah. but very attractive. Yes, agreed. No, it's a great it's a great cross section. Um, okay. okay, next section. <laughs> I can't. I I have to disagree. I'm enjoying every moment of this. Um, <laughs> okay, next section. Let's do three places in the world. Uh, whether you've been there or not, we're removing COVID from the uh, equation. We're removing like long flights. If you're not into that, uh, these are vacation homes that you can access probably via teleportation um mm -hmm. and and so yeah so it's i want to say second home because i don't want to say vacation God, home, i love this I, question i think that like it limits people's imaginations they feel they have to choose something where they're on a beach which is fine but it's like your second home maybe you want to have a full mm -hmm. active life in paris i don't know uh second yeah, home yeah. somewhere in the world okay first i would especially do... for a hobbyist like you yeah i think for me one of them would have to be um a cabin i've always thought a, a cabin in the woods has always been my mm -hmm. go-to happy place like when i'm stressed you know they go to your happy place like i think of that yeah um like a cabin in the woods but i've always debated on where um i since i grew up in the southeast i still do love the appalachian mountains and yeah. like uh you know the north carolina mountains are so freaking beautiful um I might have to do that, like on, with a creek, mm -hmm. you know. Ooh, okay. yeah. I think North that might Carolina be it. Great. North Carolina mountains, yeah. Great. Okay. Uh, and then, um, okay. Uh, the other would be, whew, you know, anywhere in the world. I I do love, and I've only been there once, but it was for Edinburgh, and so I was there. It was an intense, but Scotland. I yeah. really like Scotland. Um, like a little stone cottage well you're going to get a mansion an apartment a shack or a house so i oh, can't wait, wait, decide wait. that for you oh but... wait 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 i get it i see okay so <laughs> i'm just saying location okay north carolina yeah. north carolina mountains Great. scotland um and then i would say uh ooh, um the outer no because they're I, I can't you know like you know what you're saying like you know i don't want to think about certain things when i think of it like I was going to say the Outer Banks in North Carolina, which is our beach that we go to, my whole family. But I'm worried about climate change. So like, I don't want to think about that. So I'm not going right. to put that. Right. I, <laughs> I know that this is fantasy, but like, I don't no, want I that it. to be. You don't want it to thing. enter it at all. Yep. I get no. it. No. Um, oh, and I do love like, like Sedona, like the red rocks, yeah. you yep. know, like it's Very so pretty much. there. Very um, much so. Or like, you know, Utah, like some sort of vista. Yeah, yeah. Um, agreed. Uh, oh, agreed. and then my final one would be um, like Northern California, like or Central Cal, like Napa, like that yeah. area. Yeah, uh, you know the the rolling hills. Yeah, and I I I, I went with all America because I don't want to deal with other countries. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Well, no, you did because you <laughs> you, pick, you picked Scotland. You picked Scotland. 
Oh, I did. I did. Remember okay, Scotland? Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember Scotland? Uh, okay. Okay. Next category is three movies that you can jump into. You're not reliving the plot. You're just, that's just an opportunity for you to like, just be in that world. You live in that world. Mm-hmm. Whatever oh, you yeah. want. It's not a permanent okay. commitment. All right. All right. Oh, wow. Practical magic. Oh, the town, winner. the small town, the women, yeah. the house, yeah. all of it. The yeah. magic. A thousand percent. <laughs> The ma- <laughs> you need, get the I magic. Say, the magic. <laughs> Practical magic. Oh, Why are these things movie. so clear? Why is it that easy? <laughs> to, oh, to it's say? so. That's no, really I, it, it really is. Like I was. I had. I took uh, for a very short period of time when I moved here. Uh, per like my then manager's recommendation, I took an acting class, and it was. I don't know that it did much for me at all in any direction except that I did get assigned a scene with my scene partner from Practical Magic and it felt like this is the only reason I've ever been I was meant to take this class so that I could just do a workshop scene in front of 12 other people from Practical Magic yes Uh, okay so that one um I mean it's it's tricky because when you go start going into the past in movies, you start getting into yeah, but back then we it's couldn't tricky. vote, and there's right. racism. There's racism now, but back then there was slavery. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm I like, know. I don't know if I want to go back in time, but if I could, and then change everything about the history of yes, it. <laughs> I'm listening. Little Women, <laughs> <laughs> and Beth doesn't die. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, spoiler alert. Um, yeah. I'm personally a, for the Claire Danes Little Women, Winona Ryder one, but I, I did like ask the, you. I did yeah. like the new one. I you know what? Like I haven't. I haven't seen the new one yet. I. I it's one of those w- things I keep forgetting about because it's not being thrust into my face by whatever streaming thing I'm looking at at any given time. So thank you for reminding me because I do. I'm a little embarrassed that I haven't seen it yet, considering that you I do know, enjoy the it's, book. It's and good. Movies. It's definitely worth watching. Okay. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, and then, cause I'm just talking about the aesthetic. Okay. Yes, yes. I'm not talking about, oh, and then also I can't own property, you know, right. like, yes. and no, that, no, that's that. all to the side. It's all to the side. <laughs> um, okay. And then, um, because that's how I feel about sense and sensibility and uh, the, yeah. the, that movie, which I'm like, I just want what I want about it. I certainly don't want any external force that I'm not interested <laughs> yeah. in. I don't, the entire reason that, that the entire story exists is totally offensive to me, yet I do want all of those feelings, yet I yes. don't want any of those circumstances. Yes. Ah. Um, okay, and then, oh, fuck. I, it's hard to think of another one, but again, going on aesthetic, um, or just the feeling. Yeah. Oh, the holiday. <laughs> right. The the, the uh, English the English cottage side. Yeah. Wait, who's who's where in that one? I forget who the people are. Cameron uh, so Diaz? Is Cameron Diaz? Cameron Diaz is in England and she okay. falls in love with Jude Law. Oh yeah. And it's yep, yep, just yep. phenomenal. Yes. And then Kate Winslet comes oh, to LA right. and she it's falls Kate. in love with Jack Black. That's right. And then, that's but right. in the very beginning, which I hadn't seen the movie in so long, and I went back and watched it. And then in the very beginning, when when Kate Winslet meets Jack Black, it's like some things don't hold up in our current like uh-huh. culture. He like 
touches her face. Oh god. Like they just met. Like it's windy yeah. and then like something's in her eye and he like touches her face and gets it out of her eye and it's like oh. it feels so creepy now <laughs> watching it. You're like, "Oh, get your hands off of her, you strange man." But back then it yeah. was romantic. Yeah. It wasn't even that oh, long I'm ago. I'm going to watch that. I am going to watch that. It's 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 I was going to say it's, it's case such sensitive. a ridiculous movie. Mm, yeah. Great. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, second to last category is going to be three. Uh, let's do three musicians, composers, band, singer, songwriter, whatever that that um, are basically creating a, a a customized soundtrack for your life. I mean, I know you're going to put Boney in there. Boney, gotta put Boney. Gotta put Boney. Wow. He would definitely be oh. on my list. Yes, for sure. Um, and Jillian Welch. Oh, um, great, great. She's one of my favorites, and she would she would put a nice little country folk twist on it yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, Joni Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. She's one of my all time faves. Oh, um, I the I I mm. will say I. I can be with the man I am with now until the day I die, if for no other reason than he patiently and they, I will say appreciatively lets me just recite Joni Mitchell lyrics to him in mm-hmm. in in word just in like non song form while I cry and is like she is a really good writer. Like <laughs> yeah, that's I mean that's a special kind of person that for for me to be like, and then there's this one part where it's like, but you, but you can't tell if you're in the spell if it's wrong or if it's real. But um, you're bound to lose if you let the blues let you get you scared to feel. And I feel like I'm just being born like a shiny light breaking in a storm. <laughs> Who writes that? Who writes that? Like, yes. Oh Janet. Oh Janet. Okay. Yeah. Joni all day long. Great. Um, and then, well, that was three. Yeah. Bon Iver. Yeah. We got Welshy. Okay. We got Mitchelly. And then out of left field, Counting Crows. Wait, did you just add a fourth ca- person to this category? I did. I can't believe it. I'm was adding I allowed it in. to? I'm adding it in. It's only ever three. This changes the entire dynamic of the game. I'm doing it. Wait, it does? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the number's going to be different, right? When I eat, oh, me, for some mo, reason, I did. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. Didn't take him out. Take take um, Jillian out and put Counting Crows in. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> I was willing to go there. I was willing. No, to break Counting all Crows, the rules. You know, uh, okay. he Adam Duritz is so ridiculous as a person. I mean, like that hair. He maybe even pretended to be black for a while. Yeah. Like we don't know. Like yeah. he, there's some problems. There's some problems there. And he seems like a real sociopath. Uh, <laughs> even just from his lyrics, you're like, dude, you are stringing these girls along. Oh, you, no. You pig. Um, I mean, how many different? You got Anna. You got Elizabeth. You got yeah. Maria. You got Anna. You got so many fucking women. <laughs> anyway, for my 40th birthday, my husband surprised me with like second row seats to see them. And because like they're just part of it is because i'm in his range singing wise and i can sing mm-hmm. to his songs perfectly mm-hmm. i get that yeah like many can and um and i love him and i love counting crows and we went it was a really good concert super enjoyable and i was like I wow was. this is what it's like 
this is what it's like to get old and go back and see your faves from when you were like 19. I know. I've been thinking about <laughs> um, that a lot lately. Like yeah. uh, somehow that invisible line got crossed and I didn't realize it, but it feels real yeah. recent. Like you all look of a around, sudden I'm like, you look oh, around no. and you're like, oh my yeah. God, I'm yeah. old. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's sitting down. <laughs> yeah. This is the, the nostalgia uh, thing is like, it yeah. feels heavier in a way I'm really yeah. enjoying. I, I got to say I'm yeah. enjoying it. I don't care. And it was great. And, but he would like, he would he he was just ridiculous. He would like trail off and like he's so dramatic. Like you know, it'd be like, like, so it's fine. Like they'd all be playing like, ding, 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 you know, and he'd be like, so I was walking on the dock in Miami, and I had just, oh God. you know, I just gone off, gotten I off the phone this. with this girl, and like he's just like telling this story that just makes no fucking sense, oh. and, and it was just like you know, and then I called her and I was like, round here. <laughs> Oh my god! It is so easy to picture. I couldn't picture it any other way. Is he? Does he also? Because I feel like I guess I've never seen them, but I feel like I have. But I. But they're really good live. But is it like? But does he? But does he change the way the song goes? Like a little bit, but like in a good way. But in a good way. Okay. Still play. You can still sing along. Because sometimes that's annoying. We can agree. Like if you're at a concert and someone's like, "And is go when you gonna come?" Down, 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 down. No. Yeah, down, no, down, down, down. You're like, I can't even sing. Yeah. What do you, you do? You hate your song, own song that much that you're trying to break it up for yourself. You're trying to make he'll it interesting like, for yourself. Yeah, he'll do a little riffing, but like he'll make sure he gets in. You know, your <laughs> regular song. Um, <laughs> oh God, that's great. Oh, mm-hmm. I feel like I was there. Okay, uh, okay. Final category. I put a lot of pressure on myself for the final category um how about just a general wash of three creative types uh living or dead that i i don't know what it is it doesn't even necessarily matter but like three people that you get to collaborate on something with creatively i already said reese so we'll just not put her i'm gonna be a little double whammy there um (laughs) to collaborate though with um i really love to do a horror film with jordan peele oh nice great i love him and i know i don't even know if he wants to be the horror guy you know yeah he was comedy but like i love horror and i love him yeah horror is my favorite genre to watch so i would love to make a film with him great um and then ooh, i have one okay this is controversial Mm. but hear me out great it's controversial for some people vince vaughn Okay. I love him. I think he's I so funny. I'd love to write a movie with him. He reminds me of my brother, and that's part of why I like him. So it's not like I love him. <sighs> and is it him, controversial because like, he's like, like a huge Republican? I forget. Like, why do we well, hate him? Well, that's the I thing. Forget. I don't think he. Okay, so I did research. <laughs> good. No, good. He's, Get informed. He's um, he's libertarian, which uh, yeah, I'm not gonna. I I think that a lot of people are libertarians, um, but really they're just Republicans, but they work in Hollywood, and so uh-huh. they don't want to say they're Republicans, <laughs> so they'll say they're libertarian. <laughs> I, would, I would tend to agree. I would tend to agree. Um, uh, on paper, libertarianism might sound good, but in the end, I'm like, oh, you're just so selfish. Um, <laughs> so, um, uh, he's libertarian. He When he shook Donald Trump's hand, I... Mm. I took it differently than like if I had seen it 
sight unseen, no no controversy, no because there's footage of him if you didn't see it Mm-mm. shaking Donald Trump's hand mm. at a, like a, a football game or a baseball game or something. Okay. And if you watch the footage without thinking about anything that the internet is saying, right? It actually looks like Vince Vaughn's being a dick to him. Because Vince Vaughn, if you're familiar with his work, is like, yes. right, good, okay, great, buddy, fucking hate yes. your guts. Like, he yes. could be saying that smiling to him. A thousand like, we percent. don't know. Yeah. Now, since I have read an interview with him where he said, uh, I, I'm just friendly to people. Like, I'm not going to be rude to someone in public, yeah. no matter what they are. And I agree in disagreeing with, I think we should be able to disagree with people and still be civil. Which I disagree with. That doesn't mean you should shake hands with a dictator, like, and be like, hey, like, when you're at a public event. Like, I don't think he should have done that. But right. I also like to fantasize that he was saying, like, shaking his hand, going, okay, buddy, go fuck yourself. Okay. Right. Thanks, Melania. Right. Go fuck you. You know, like, right. Because right. if you know Vince Vaughn and the way he plays characters, that's what he does. He yes. smiles and he, while he's saying something awful. Yeah. So uh, I still love him as an artist. And I'd like, maybe I could influence. Ooh, could be yeah. a Taylor Swift part two. Yeah, yeah. And that actually made me think of someone else that I'd love to collaborate with. Um, and I know that they're linked, but they're they're separate, which is John Favreau because yeah. of The Mandalorian. I love that show yeah. so much. Yeah. Um He has I'd remained co- yeah. like a nerd. Like he's he's done a great oh, yeah. job of still but being he, the, quality, the guy. Who, yes. But yes. He, he he loves holds his it job. to a standard yes, that is like yes. the Mandalorian is so well done. Yeah. And my husband and I both love it and like he loves it and I and he's a Star Wars nerd, so like his seal of approval makes it easier for us to watch. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> As opposed to constantly criticizing it or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and I like would love to do like some sort of show that's more my interests yeah. with John Favreau at that yes. level. Yes. Like nerd it. Like I loved the Dark Crystal. Like. Yeah. Oh my God! It's too expensive to make again. Like they had to yeah, cancel it because it was like that was seven hundred million dollar, however much it was. Yeah. Um, but like more of a something that would appeal to me more. I'd like to take that level that he brought to Mandalorian and put it with something like I don't know. Like, did you read Christopher Pike books growing up? Like I've always wanted no. To do who's Chris? Wait, what's a Christopher Pike? It's book? like horror, horror teen YA from the um late 80s early 90s oh, i've man. tried to figure I out if they've I been optioned him. like i is it like want, lois I, duncan kind of i don't even know who that is but she was it, she she was kind of doing the same thing yeah actually yeah i do know who you're talking about it's not that it's like teen girls in um horror set situations okay, like it's okay. a school play but they're like more murder mystery type gotcha. stuff gotcha gotcha of, you know it, it's i have all my original books on the bookshelf they're have great. they been made wanna, into something yet? No, or they just, and I probably tried just been to, in and out of development. I tried right? to find out. Yeah. I'm sure they're optioned. I mean, like, yeah. this is, you know, like, everything is optioned. Like, yeah. my book might be optioned. Like, that tells I'm sure. you. Like, I'm sure. Someone no. gives you a dollar and like, yeah. And you're like, wow, <laughs> I'm special. It's going to be a movie never. Um, it's got to get over to Reese. It's got to get over to Reese. Got to get over to Reese. Got to get over to Reese. Uh, never too late. Books never die. Um, That's right. So yeah, the, that uh, I'd love to do something like that with him. That's great. 
Okay, I'm gonna do my little thing where I get uh, uh, the thing that determines, like, you know, my number, which then determines which of these things you get uh, from each yeah. category. So tell me when to stop. Okay. Stop. Okay. All right. Uh, while I do this, will you please revisit for our wonderful listeners who I, again, have guaranteed there will be at least, I'm going to say there will be at least three <laughs> almost immediate sales of your book from the mm -hmm. day that this yes. podcast drops. Every please tell counts. people where to find you, uh, mm. uh, where to get the book, et cetera, et cetera, while I do this quick non-math. Okay. Yeah. Um, so my book is called Grand and it is out um, anywhere books are sold. I recommend trying to find, um, seek out your local bookseller and supporting them because a lot of them are really struggling this year. Um, if you're not sure where that might be, you could go to IndieBound and look up my book and it will direct you to bookstores. Uh, I think IndieBound, there's different indie book aggregator um, sites, but if you go to my social media, I have links to everywhere you can get my book. And my social media is Sarah Schaefer one, S-A-R-A-S-C-H-A-E-F-E-R one. And um, get out, follow me. Follow uh, this is very me. interesting. <laughs> oh good i'm I, seeing it come together are you done i hear all these little like like you're sketching scratches. me i know they're right there my the, the pad is right next to the microphone so it's really adding a, a nice uh homespun feel to this mash game uh i'm very close i'm very close okay interesting oh this is shaking out very interestingly okay well there you go that makes sense. Okay. First thing that just happened. Well, okay. I'm going to start backwards. The first thing that just happened uh, for that I'm going to tell you about anyway is the last thing that just happened, which is that you almost simultaneously got a shack, which translates as a cabin <laughs> in I the can North work with Carolina a shack. mountains. Well, what are you going to have a mansion in the mountains of North Carolina? No. no you're going to have a cabin, aka a small shackish type. You're not going to have an apartment. A house sounds very suburban. Shack has to convert into also meaning cabin. That's how I feel about this game. Uh, so to me, it makes perfect sense that you would end up uh, with this cabin in North Carolina. So yes. you got that, which is great. This is great. It was like my top choice. Okay, good. Well, you're gonna, I think you'll be very happy with many of these. So there you are in your cabin in North Carolina. Rest assured, unlimited pizza in all shapes, forms, and yes. flavors. Uh, you also have access to both here and there a real grown-up piano. Oh, yeah. I love it. Which I need to tell you is going to come in very handy because mm -hmm. Boney Bear's going to want to yes. work on some songs on the piano yes. as you're in your cabin in North oh, Carolina. Oh, my God. Fuck yes. This because is great. He, because as part of his love letter to you, he also created a soundtrack for your life. You got Boney mm -hmm. on both counts. It's unprecedented. Yes. Oh my God. You got. You should see my face right boners. now. My eyes are closed, like I'm in, I'm in a meditation <laughs> exercise, imagining. This. <laughs> I just realized what I looked like. I'm like smiling with my eyes closed, like imagining all of it. <laughs> yes. Get it all over you. Get it all mm -hmm. over you. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we've got our piano. We've got our cabin. We've got our bony. We've got our pizza. We've got our ability to also jump into Little Women whenever you mm, want love which again Great. feels right it feels like it fits in uh mm -hmm. 
and uh, you also have, uh, I mean, this is great because this is basically, basically you're doubling up with collaborations because yes, of course, Reese Witherspoon is one of your dearest friends, but you know she's going to be making stuff with you. So when you're not doing stuff with Reese, you are jumping into the horror genre with Jordan. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It's great. Power mash. That's your mash future. (laughs) It's happening. Oh, what a whirlwind. Not bad. Uh, This was so fun. This was way longer than I expected or meant to keep you, but it's been such a such a wonderful conversation. So thank you so much for doing the podcast. Um, Thank you. I am going to wonderful. uh, I'm going to stop recording in just a moment. I'm going to thank the lovely listeners for being here with me. Perhaps they're listening for the first time because they're fans of yours. Uh, Perhaps they have stuck around for these 400 plus episodes. We're all getting through this thing together. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.